When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. I don't have one of those, but I think you can just yell ESPN Radio to it, and it'll throw it on there, and you can listen to us. Courtney Cronin is with me. I am Matt Jones. 888-SAY-ESPN. If you have something to say, I'd love to hear it. Doesn't even matter what it is. Hopefully it's about sports, but whatever. Canty and Caron is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection is in one place. That's what you need. So bundle and save at Progressive.com. You know, a name you probably haven't heard much recently is Kevin Durant. He tries to stay under the radar. And he is – the question, of course, is will he stay in Brooklyn next year? They've, they've talked about potential trade opportunities. And I have believed that there's nowhere for him to go. I mean, there's nowhere that really makes sense. There's no team as good as he is. There's not a team that it clearly makes sense for him to go to. And there's starting to be conversation that maybe – what my original thought was, which is that he doesn't leave Brooklyn, could end up being the case. Dave McMiniman, ESPN's Lakers and NBA reporter, was on the Low Post podcast, and he said he thinks actually Durant's trade request wasn't about leaving at all. Now there is a school of thought, speaking to people around the league, that they think that the Durant trade request wasn't actually about him getting out of Brooklyn. It was about getting Kyrie out of Brooklyn. But the reason why this thing is all kind of stuck in the mud right now is that the Nets will not make a major move like that with Kyrie until they are very 100% crystal clear that the true intention of Kevin Durant would be to move off of Kyrie in order to stay. So there you go. He says that Kevin Durant wants to get Kyrie out by saying, get me out. It's an odd form of logic, but... Kevin Durant can be a little odd. Courtney, when you hear that possible explanation, is that something you find any validity in? I mean, there's so many scenarios you can play through here as to why Kevin Durant's 48, 72 hours after Kyrie Irving opted into the $36.5 million player option, decided that he wanted out. Because I, you know... The casual fan watching the Brooklyn Nets and those of us who who follow this situation closely and have the last couple of weeks thought that Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving were on like the same terms, the same page, and now it seems like they're not. So Dave's explanation, while it may make you kind of like twist your brain for a second to try to figure out how that could possibly make sense, it actually does make sense when you think about it because Kyrie Irving hung Kevin Durant out to dry. Last season, he played in 29 games for the Brooklyn Nets after he, you know, brought him there effectively. He told him after the 2019 season, come win a championship with me in Brooklyn. Like we've both done our thing respectively, winning titles with the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's do something together. Let's do what they said, they being like the general public, said we couldn't do and, and, and build something on our own and not having to already join a super team to get a ring. So he did that. 
Obviously, he missed the first season because of his Achilles injury and the rehab that came off of that. But he did that under the pretense that Kyrie Irving was going to be there with him the entire time. So now, Kevin Durant's kind of sitting there with sand in his hand last season, having to carry this team and got injured in the process. Uh, you know, and missed, uh, I believe it was the, the stretch of like about a month in February to March because his knee got injured. So I feel like he feels Kevin, Kyrie Irving was not a good teammate to him, and I wouldn't be surprised if this was a leverage play, although it's it's weird, it's hard to make sense of, for him to go to the Brooklyn Nets and be like, I'll stay here. I'll, I'll finish the job that I signed up for when I did sign that four-year extension last offseason, but I don't want this guy as my running, aid any, running mate anymore. You've got to find a way to get him out. It, it's weird that it came to this, but I also think Kevin Durant is not going to be the guy who comes out directly, Matt, and says – bleep this guy, get him out of here. Like, I don't want him as my teammate anymore. We know that Kevin Durant has done some passive-aggressive things, whether it's on social media and elsewhere with some of his comments, and he's not going to be the aggressor in those situations and be like, I can't play with this guy. It's either him or me. Get him gone. I feel like this is maybe like the circuitous way of getting there for KD. Durant reminds me of this kid I went to college with who I liked. Or excuse me, well, I was Durant in this scenario. Kyrie kind of reminds me of this kid. Like, he, he was fun. You know, you would, like, party with him, and he liked to, like, smoke substances. And you, like, it was, it was fun having him around. But there came a time that you were like, I really like hanging out with him. So one summer, I was going to deliver furniture. And I, and I asked him, I was like, let's go get this job together and we can deliver furniture together and we'll get to drive all over the state and deliver furniture. And then we both got it. And so I was in a car with him every day. And after I was in the car with him every day, I realized that he wasn't reliable. He would show up to work late. He would drop the furniture and he would just really get on my nerves. So I liked him in theory. But then when I had to be in a car with him every day, I was kind of tired and I didn't want to work with him anymore. In this scenario, Kyrie's that guy. He's like a funny person in occasionally. You know what? Ha ha. He thinks the world is flat. Isn't that kind of weird? Look at him. But then when you have to rely on the guy who thinks the world is flat and he's like, yeah, I can't be there because the cosmos is not in the exact uh, you know, realm it needs to be, then you're like, I don't think I can win a title with a guy who when the wind blows a certain way, he's staring at birds. And I think that is what is happening with Durant and Kyrie. I think he probably still likes him. He still wants to see him and hang out, but he can't trust him. He doesn't want to go deliver furniture with him because he's not a reliable guy taking the grills to Winchester to the old lady's house and I think that's where we are with him no I think you're spot on and Kevin Durant won't won't do us the favor of coming out and saying that because a he doesn't have to B, I think he realizes what's going on here and that you know the more the more he puts out into the ether, the more it's going to get twisted, the more it's probably going to get misconstrued. And so I feel like now, since he has you know, put this trade request in, his agent told, or his business partner, Rich Kleiman, told Woj like on June 30th, so we're almost approaching three weeks of KD watch and where he's going to go. He's trying to sit back and see, okay, like Brooklyn Nets, you know, whether it is true that this was done in order, like as a leverage play to try to get Kyrie Irving out of Brooklyn and maybe get him traded to a place like the Los Angeles Lakers, who knows? I mean, it would be one of the greatest, um, you know, conspiracy theories in sports if it ends up playing out to be, uh, you know, to be true. But, you know, 
Katie, Katie's going to sit on, on, on his words for a while. I don't think we're going to hear from him until something happens. And realistically, like Dave McMenamin was laying out there and like so many others who are close to the Brooklyn Nets organization know and have reported, they're not in any rush to do this. And to believe that he will be back in Brooklyn next year feels like a legitimate possibility. Kyrie is just exhausting. Like, just being with him every day Try would talking be about so... Every day we talk about him on radio. It is... Um, I'm waiting well, for something exhausting. to happen. And Durant is, is is sort of exhausting, too. And James Harden was exhausting, and Ben Simmons is exhausting. It's like all these exhausting people decided we're going to come together, <laughs> and here's a shock that it hasn't worked out exactly like you would have thought. I'm not, uh, I'm not really surprised. Candy and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, it appeared that maybe Kyrie would end up with the Lakers, but apparently that's not the case. The Lakers are ready to do it on their own. They believe in Russell. Do you? That's next here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Wow, Mr. Wendell here with Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. He gives me some knowledge. I buy him some shoes. Matt Jones and Courtney Cronin here presented by Progressive Insurance. That's a song for past. That's been a long time. Are you? Were you a big Arrested Development fan, the, the group, Courtney? I was not, but I enjoy that song. Well done, Matt Lack. Good job. This is the that first song sense. I've ever played that Matt has enjoyed and known who was the artist. Well, he didn't know all, Nas that... earlier, so that's okay. I like, knew I'm Nas. Sure. I didn't know what Uzi Mouthy Mouthy or whatever the person's name was that you that played earlier. It's the title I, of the song. I what knew a name. I thought the guy. I thought his name was Uzi Mouthy Mouthy. I thought that's what you said. Anyway, uh, it know. is Canty and Garland. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and you know, speaking of things that. We don't know a lot about. That's the future of the Lakers. And the Lakers' big three, there was a lot of talk about the fact that the summer league, LeBron came to the game, and then Russell Westbrook came, but LeBron did not sit with Russell Westbrook. People thought there might be some beef, and a lot of people read into that. Well, but maybe not. 
LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook apparently had a three-way phone conversation, which is very exciting. The first weekend of the summer league, right after that night where they sat, didn't sit with each other. And apparently they each expressed their commitment to one another. That's what it says. Expressed their commitment to one another. And they vowed to make everything work. It's like a it's like a, like a marriage. tedious marriage. Yeah. Uh, that's according to Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes. So the Lakers say they're going to run it back. Now, it is almost impossible to have watched that team play last year and think that running it back is going to produce anything close to success. Of course, Courtney, I'm not sure how what other choice they have, to be quite frank with you. What do you make of Chris Haynes' report that after a three-way conversation filled with love and happiness, the Lakers may run it back? Well, this comes on the heels of what LeBron said on The Shop, which was released the day that he dropped 42 points at the Drew League. That The Shop? That's his show. You know, oh. the one that's on The Uninterrupted, um, where he's drinking wine and they're sitting around the barbershop having conversation. Very organic I haven't seen it, but I'm sure. Is it on an good. ESPN platform? No, I believe it's on HBO. No, then I'd have no interest in it. I'm saving You're all my focus what, for Derek Jeter's 43-part yes. documentary. I mean, and Peaky Blinders, which apparently you're watching instead of the All-Star Game. No, you're going to stream the All-Star Game. You're going to listen to our yes. coverage on ESPN Radio, right? That's exactly okay. right, yes. Um, well, he made these comments over the weekend on the episode of The Shop that was released about the winner, you know, winner bust mentality and that what keeps him up at night is not everybody in the organization or a organization and organization. He didn't say necessarily the Lakers, but not everybody being on the same page, which led me to believe that what the front office believes it can do and wants to do this offseason is different from how LeBron feels this team can win a championship. And the commitment to Russell Westbrook, when I when I saw this report from Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, I kind of felt like there might have been some posturing there because it's felt to me with all the Kyrie Irving rumors and everything that we know so far about the Lakers being really the only team interested in his services – is that in order for that to happen, you're shipping Russell Westbrook off to another team, whether it's the Brooklyn Nets, whether it's a three-way trade, who knows. Um, but it didn't feel like LeBron at that point was all that loyal or all that like all-in on what Russell Westbrook because when he was given GM powers or pseudo-GM powers to pull off that trade last year, it fell flat on its face, and it makes him look kind of silly for having the, having the gall to, to bring Russell Westbrook there. Now, hearing this, I still have some pause. Because how are you going to try to bond this big three together when Anthony Davis can't stay healthy? LeBron is at the end of his career right now and also, you know, dealing with some health issues too. I mean, he didn't finish the, la- the, the end of the regular season, the season before that. Like, very clearly wore on him trying to get his team out of the play-in tournament. And with West- Russell Westbrook, I'm not sure that he's going to buy into what Darvin Ham's selling of, hey, change your game to become this player, because if you don't, we're not going to be able to win a lot of games here in a very crowded Western Conference. So I look at this, and I think it's great. It's great that LeBron's saying this, whoever's saying it, telling Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, but I don't find it that believable because I don't feel like LeBron's all that sold on Russell Westbrook being able to recapture form of his 2018 MVP self because I don't think that version exists anymore. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Brooklyn, you don't want Russell Westbrook. What does that get you except headache? Forty-seven million dollar payday. And yeah, yeah, and he, he actually costs more than Kyrie. And there's not 
they don't have any picks. So why in the world would you want him? So that's not that trade's not going to happen. Maybe they could buy out Kyrie and then he could go play for like six million dollars or whatever with the Lakers. I guess mm-hmm. that's a possibility. But the threesome as it exists, they're not going to win anything. We know that, and they don't have any cap space to get anybody else. So it's sort of a dead issue. I mean, Russell Westbrook. I guess in theory, when Darvin Ham says, you know, if Russell Westbrook changes, then everything's going to work out. Well, that's nice. I mean, if I grow to be seven foot three, maybe I still have a future in the NBA. But he's not going to change. People don't change, like especially at the age Russell Westbrook is. You know how many times we've heard people say, if Russell Westbrook will just do X, it'll. But they ne- he never does it. So like, why is there any difference now? If Anthony Davis is healthy which is also a question, but if he were and LeBron plays well and they get a couple shooters, they can be better, but they can't win a title. They cannot win a title with the group as it is currently constituted, you know, put together. They, when they lost Caruso and those guys, they lost what they needed to actually go and get a title. So while I understand that we have to talk about this because LeBron's great, Anthony Davis is great. Russell Westbrook's famous. It's irrelevant because the West to me, they're like the seventh or eighth best team in the West with this threesome. Yeah, and like to your point, the real issue started more than a year ago when they traded all those assets away to get Russell Westbrook, and they depleted their depth on their own. They really have no one to blame but themselves for the situation that they find themselves in, but now they're trying to undo it, and I can understand the pride and the ego of like, no, like I pulled this off. I'm going to try to like make this work with Russ and with AD as is because LeBron probably sees that the front office isn't budging to try to bring Kyrie Irving in, at least not right now, at least, you know, and Kyrie probably doesn't want to take a $30 million pay cut. That's probably honestly a huge part of this as well because of, you know. But he could get bought out. I mean, he could get bought out and go. That's a possibility. It is. But do you think the Brooklyn Nets are going to want to do that? I mean, I don't know. I, I, first, I wouldn't if I were them. But if they become so exhausting with Kyrie, maybe they don't have a choice. But, no, there's no logical reason for them to do it. No, and, and, and the West is a very difficult conference this coming season. Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry. Stephen. Um, that's right. And the Golden State Warriors are loaded. Like, they don't need to do much, honestly. And you and I have talked about this on the show. They don't need to go after Kevin Durant. Memphis is going to be really good. Dallas, maybe they're missing. Maybe there's, like, one missing piece out there that they're still going to go after. Who knows? They should be very good. Denver, like, loaded again when they actually, like, have the health of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Like, the list goes on and on and on. And you've got to ask yourself, if you're the Lakers, like, where do we fit into this mix? Minnesota's like, better, right? Yes, the Clippers. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly where they make a move. They're going to not end up doing it, but I don't know. I feel like what was the movie that came out a few uh, about a decade ago where it was like all the old guys and they go to Vegas for like one last party? The Hangover. Uh, no, 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 no. No, I mean Las Vegas, like the real old guys, like Morgan <laughs> Freeman, and who all was in that? Uh, it, it was. Who else was in that? John Travolta, Robert De Niro, I think in it. Oh, Rob was that Robert De Niro? Yeah. So it was like all these old guys are like, we're gonna have one more run together in Vegas and sort of live our youth. I think that's the Lakers this year. It's the last Vegas of teams, and it's going Vegas. to be like that movie, uh, extremely embarrassing 
to watch. Kevin, Cl- who was in it? So Kevin Klein. So it was Kevin Klein, Morgan Freeman, Michael Douglas, um, Robert and Robert De Niro. De Niro. Did this uh, movie Tanker did it do oh, it well horrible. at the box office? It was horrible. It was. It was called Las Vegas. Came out in 2013. It's an embarrassment to everyone yeah. involved. Jerry Ferrara was in it. That's. I, I was like, I've no, heard that was of, like, the only reason I've heard of this movie is because Jerry Ferrara from Entourage was like that was of, Turtle, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Turtle was in it. So there you go. When Turtle is the reason that it was uh, remembered, I think that tells you all you need to know. Well, nevertheless, there there is an all-star game tonight. I know you're very excited about that. Baseball, the top stars come out. What are we looking for, and what are the storylines in the second half of the year? We'll bring on Buster Olney. He is not the Las Vegas of baseball. He's the godfather of baseball. That's next here on Kenny and Carlin. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Huge blast by Soto. Your derby champion as he chucks the bat high into the air. (laughs) Everyone in baseball is talking about your future. Wow. Uh, The number is astronomical. But when you look at the details, he's banking on bigger deals coming down the road. I mean, this deserves a full auction. It deserves to hear everybody kind of bid the thing up a little bit. Past the headline, you have to realize he has two more years of club control. Right now, I'm not even thinking about it. I think I'm I'm a champion and I will be a champion for the Nationals. Those tones tell you it is almost all-star game time. You can join. We are here at Canny and Carlin. But you can join Vlad Guerrero Jr., Aaron Judge, and the rest of the AL superstars as they take on Ronald Acuna, Manny Machado, and the NL stars. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. just in 30 minutes here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Matt Jones. Buster Olney, ESPN Baseball Insider, is with us. And Buster Juan Soto won the Home Run Derby. You predicted that. And it's put him in the news along with turning down a $440 million deal. I heard you say on another show that you thought the Nationals actually needed to trade Juan Soto now. For somebody who's an idiot about baseball like me, I see him have two more years on the deal after this, and I say, well, why do you need to do it now? Explain to me why they do. Yeah, and I've spoken with executives of other teams who believe that the Nationals are motivated to trade him in the next two weeks before the August 2nd deadline, and here's why. Uh, The Nationals are currently going through an ownership transfer, and the perception of other teams is, is that the incoming Nationals ownership wants the Soto situation resolved one way or the other. The ideal situation for incoming ownership would be 
to have this signature star, one of the best players in baseball, his generation's Ted Williams, locked into a long-term deal and build around him for years to come. If that can't happen, incoming ownership doesn't want blood on its hands and have the first thing that they have to do to be considered trading Soto. Uh, And I've covered other teams that have been uh, for sale in the past. That's happened. A lot of new owners are not going to want to come in and make a move that's going to be unpopular with fans. They're going to want the previous ownership to do that. Now, we'll see uh, if the Nationals get an offer that's to their liking. We'll see if the incoming ownership uh, steers this uh, this decision behind the scenes. But there are a lot of people in baseball who think Soto's going to get traded. What level of players or prospects do you think that the Nats can really get for Soto? And if you like add that like to the mix of like the players that the Nats can sign in free agency worth thirty million dollars a year, like does it make sense for them to try to sign Soto? Like try to keep forcing this thing through until they're able to get to a number that he agrees to. Well, and let's face it, Courtney. At this point, that number would have to start with a five, as in five hundred million dollars plus, and maybe that's not even something that the incoming ownership. Uh, wants to think about. Another factor is what happens if if Juan doesn't even want to play there? You know, uh, we don't really know that. Would he prefer to play for one of the big market teams, the Yankees, the the Dodgers, uh, a team uh, that maybe he has a chance to win with more consistently? What teams are being told by the Nationals is they want a boatload of players who are major league ready talents. You know, guys who are right at the outset of their careers, who are really cheap or guys right on the cusp of being in the big leagues. I think among the teams that uh, have been mentioned in these conversations, and at this point it's all speculation because, uh, to some degree, because the teams have been so focused on the draft that took place on Sunday, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are a team with a ton of major league ready players. You know, would they want to get involved? The San Diego Padres have a young shortstop, C.J. Abrams, who could be a centerpiece in a deal. Uh, the Yankees, the Dodgers certainly have prospects. The question I think that those two teams would have is, would we want to uh, trade a boatload of prospects from our farm system and then in two years, two and a half years, be expected by our fan base to, get, to re-sign this player? You talk about leverage for Soto's agent, Scott Boris. So we'll see you know, if other teams emerge, like the Texas Rangers, for example, the San Francisco Giants, who have a lot of payroll flexibility. One thing I would tell you is that uh, folks I've spoken with with other teams, they don't believe the Nationals would trade Soto to the, either the Mets or the Braves because they don't want to hand-deliver a superstar player to a division rival. Let's talk about it. This is the time of year people think about what are the trades that you'll make right before the deadline. I look out there. I'm a Reds fan, so I feel like Louis Castillo's probably the best guy out there that could make a difference for a team. Do you think he gets traded in the next two weeks? And if so, to yeah. where? And who else do you think might be on the block in the next two weeks? Yeah, I think the Reds are going to be right in the center of the action that takes place uh, Luis Castillo is a terrific pitcher. The Reds have had some conversations with him about giving him an extension. Uh, but when you look at the Reds, and Matt, I, I'm sorry. I, I feel like I need to send you flowers as I talk about this. Oh, I this. know. Listen, it is you, what it is. It is what it is. They've cut down uh, their payroll. They've traded away a bunch of guys. And the fact is is that if you, even if you were to sign Luis Castillo to a long-term deal, he wouldn't fit your timeline. He wouldn't fit your rebuild. You might as well get to what you can form in a deal before uh, August 2nd, and I think that's what's going to happen. The teams that are involved, among the 10 or 15 teams that have checked in with the Reds, 
or the Yankees and the Dodgers, two teams that could really benefit. My question about the Yankees is with a 15-game lead, essentially assured of being in the postseason and winning the American League East, would they be especially motivated to get a guy who, this year anyway, would really only upgrade their team for the postseason? Uh, or would they look at it as, hey, if we get Castillo, he can help us next year after Jamison Tyone leaves as a free agent. Dodgers are in the same boat when their conversations around Castillo. But, yeah, I think he's going to get traded. I think Tyler Malley's going to get traded. Uh, those two guys probably now, because the injuries to Montas and Kyle Hendricks are at the top of the, uh, the food chain when it comes to starting pitchers that are going to be moved. Buster, pretty cool thing happening tonight at Dodgers Stadium. A Dodgers legend is going to get the ball to start out. Clayton Kershaw, the first pitcher at the All-Star Game in his home stadium since Max Scherzer started at Nationals Park in 2018. How did they arrive at this decision tonight? So the guy who made that decision is Brian Snitker, of course, the Braves manager. And I want to put him in context for you guys. I once asked Snit. What's your, what's your favorite thing to do on a day off? And he kind of thought about it, and I'm thinking he's going to say, you know, go with my car collection, go hunting, go fishing, one of those baseball player type things. He looks, you know, I like to get a cup of coffee and walk around Costco and see what stuff is costing these days. Uh, he is so down to earth. <laughs> That's so weird. Well, it just he's so down to earth, and, and when I talked to him about it today, I mentioned to him, he said, you weren't really looking for, you know, the best pitching choice. You were wondering what was the right decision given the circumstance, and he goes, that's exactly right, and he thought about it. He said to us, look, Sandy Alcantara right now, he views as the best pitcher in the planet. Those are the words that Snit used, but he also knows this is Dodger Stadium. This is Clayton Kershaw, a future Hall of Famer, should be unanimous selection uh, and he's never started in the All-Star game. And so that's how he landed with Kershaw. He spoke to Kershaw about it. He spoke to Sandy about it. And, and he was comfortable it being the right thing to do. Going to Costco with a cup of coffee to see what things cost. I didn't think I had much of a social life, but I got a better one than that, Buster Oni. So I appreciate <laughs> your time. And thank you for making me feel better about my life. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Aaron Judge, Vlad Guerrero in the AL. Take on Ronald Acuna, Manny Machado, Clayton Kershaw in the NL. That's going to start the All-Star Game right here, 7 o'clock on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're about to finish this thing up, and when we do, we finish it with three and out. That's next here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Did you miss Candy and Carlin? It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Matt Jones, Courtney Cronin. So I was, uh, it's very rare on ESPN Radio that you turn it on and you say, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about Vanderbilt football. But we are going to talk about Vanderbilt football today because Clark Lee, he's the head coach for Vandy. He, got, he spoke today at SEC Media Day, and I want to read you this quote. This was done, I don't think in sarcasm. I think this was said seriously. And in the grand scheme of life, I'm not sure I've ever read a more ridiculous quote by a human being involved in sports. Clark Lee said, we know in time Vanderbilt will be the best football program in the country. We know in time. Now, I read this and there's a level of confidence that is important in life. But to say we know in time Vanderbilt is going to be the best football program in the country, Courtney, 
Do you consider that aspirational and something he should have said, or do you think he should be checked into an institution? I consider that delusional because this team last year was 2-10, and 10, and they've con- recorded eight consecutive finishes below 500. The That's last eight seasons have not been very good for Vanderbilt football. Like, honestly, the only time that they ever made headlines was when they, I believe it was uh, Sarah, F- Sarah um, the, the kicker, the, yes. the, uh, her name Fisher. escapes me now, Sarah Fuller. Um, you know, when she when she kicked, I believe it was that late season game uh, in 2020. And that's great publicity for the school at the time. But obviously what we know, like it's gone on behind closed doors at Vanderbilt and just kind of the way that they've tried to like claw their way back and especially where they are in, in the SEC West, like it's difficult. So no, I think that a comment like this, do you expect anything less from, like, a second-year head coach? I do. Like, I expect some degree know, of semblance of reality. I don't know. I you mean, know how many times, Courtney, Vanderbilt, in their history, go back to the beginning of Vanderbilt football, the glorious history of the doors, how many times they've won 10 games in a season? I don't know the answer to this. I'm going to say very low. is zero. They have never once in the history of the program won 10 games. Never. And I'm all for confidence. I mean, I wake up every day and say, you know what? You're going to do something special today. You're going to speak on the nation's airwaves. But the amount of confidence it takes to host the Vanderbilt football program, arguably the worst program outside of Kansas in the entire country, and say you're going to be the best in time, man, I'm going to have to call that delusional. What's not delusional is three and out, and it's coming in 10 seconds. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Folks listening at home, this is the great Fozzie, the band by Chris Jericho. You big Chris Jericho Fozzie fan, Courtney? Don't have any clue what I'm listening to. Well, Chris Jericho is a wrestler with AEW. He has a band that um, some people listen to. No, I'm not one of them, but this is one of Fozzie's greatest hits. And it's perfect for three and out because he has three-time WWE champion. So for three and out, I will tell you... <laughs> That's right. The three things that are we haven't gotten to that we need to. Let's start with this. DeAndre Ayton told Yahoo's.com's Mark Spears that he is happy the Suns matched his offer sheet from the Pacers and that he will be back in Phoenix. Do you believe, DeAndre, that he's happy to go back with Chris Paul and Devin Booker? No, because this and it has nothing to do with the players there. It has to do with the organization not viewing him as a max talent when last offseason, all the guys that he was drafted with, remember, he was the former number one overall pick. Luka Doncic got his extension. SGA got his extension. Trey Young got his extension. And they said, hey, we don't think you're a max player. Well, this season, DeAndre Ayton, for the number one seed 64-win Phoenix Suns, was a 17-10 and 10 player. 17-10, and 10, 23-year-old centers, Matt, don't grow on trees. So I'm sure that this is going to be a little bit of an awkward reunion because they said, okay, like you can go ahead and test the market. And now they're forced into this situation where if they want any sort of ability to trade for Kevin Durant, okay. they right. had to do it. So they had to do it this way, and it's unfortunate that it comes to this because now they can't even trade DeAndre Ayton until January 15th. So it was a last-ditch effort, in my opinion, from the Phoenix Suns to try to keep their options open down the line. We'll see if he, if DeAndre Ayton's still on the team come January, but, man, 
awkward is like the understatement of the year, I think, when it comes to him going back to Phoenix after the entire thing fell apart. And for a second, we thought the Indiana Pacers might actually be big spenders. By the way, first of all, apologies to Mark Spears. He works for Anscape. I was on Yahoo. I still have a Yahoo email address I use sometimes, and I got a little confused. So that's my fault for not keeping up with technology and knowing Mark Spears from Anscape. I do not think that DeAndre Ayton, by the way, is a Max guy, and it played out perfectly for Phoenix, right? They like to they let him go see what they what he could get. Did he it though? Yes, because they ended up getting him. He wanted a Max deal. He was not. They they weren't going to give it. Nobody gave it to him, so he they got him at a reduced price. I think they're thrilled with it, probably. I mean, it it just – the way that it should have worked out in their their eyes is that if they let him walk, you know – I don't think they want him to walk. They just didn't want to play they, max money. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to lose their biggest tradable asset, and now they have to wait. They can't trade him now. And I think so it if worked. they want Kevin Durant, they're I don't know Kevin how they're going to make this work. They're not getting Kevin Durant, though. They, and I think they I, – I don't – I think they Maybe knew they've that. Maybe they come to that realization, but Kevin Durant had him on his li- – had them on his list of teams where he wanted to go. If I'm Phoenix and I see that, I'm, I'm doing everything possible to get Kevin Durant. Well, you – well, you could have – Not flirting with losing my biggest tradable asset. Now I can't even trade him until January I don't January think they want 15th. to trade him. But they don't want to trade him. They want him. So if they want him – it worked out because they didn't have to pay him. I don't think they want him. Money. I think this is a leverage play. I think this is absolutely a leverage play. Well, but if they don't like want him, themselves. why did they re-sign him? Because if they don't want him, they to want him. To keep themselves in the game for Kevin but Durant potentially him. down the line. They can trade him in January. They realize that they can't let somebody like this walk out the door right now and get nothing back in return for him, Matt. Right, like, Courtney, Courtney, there's no reason to scream. We're all friends here. We're all good. Rachel Robinson, something that we can scream with happiness about, is that she has turned 100 years old. She is the why the widow of Jackie Robinson and has continued his legacy on what do you think about Rachel Robinson? Someone who we've seen honored often at games, especially on Jackie Robinson Day, a hundred years old. What an amazing life. There's an incredible story that's up on ESPN.com right now. If you scroll down uh, about halfway through the page, it's honoring Rachel Robinson, celebrating a hundred years of number 42's widow uh, and just the impact that she's had throughout society since Jackie Robinson, you know, has come up through the Negro Leagues to integrating baseball to his her life following his death and it's a great way of just if you want to like know the story about her impact uh, and who she is you know aside from Jackie Robinson but also carrying on his legacy like this is this is where you're going to be able to find all of that so you know happy 100th birthday to her as well and and I think this is a really cool on, like staying to celebrate on the day of the Major League Baseball All Star Game. Yeah, great timing too to be with the Do- the Dodgers hosting the All Star Game and to have this happen, very cool. And finally, you remember the famous All Star Game where it ended in a tie and they ran out of pit- pitchers and Bud Selig, you know, shrugged his uh, shoulders and said, "What do we do? I don't understand." And it sort of seemed like a symbolism for baseball ineptitude. Not going to happen tonight. A home run derby if the game is tied. I love this. I kind of hope it's a tie because it would actually be a home run derby that decides who hosts the World Series. That's pretty amazing. Do you love it? So I think it's a great idea. I think upping the ante so we don't have these all-star games stretch out into the 10th, 11th, 12th inning 
is great. And for it to be determined by a home run derby after how exciting last night's was with Juan Soto and the storylines and uh, all that comes with that, that's going to be fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. Will this be enough to get you to turn on the All-Star game, though, before the seventh inning? Uh, I probably won't turn it on at all, Um, but I will sort of – but, again, I'll be listening to it on ESPN Radio because we're going to have great coverage coming on as soon as this is off. So I will will have that in during my entire – I'm even going to take a shower listening to it. But there will never – On your Alexa speaker. I'm probably not going to uh, to watch it, but nevertheless, I do think it's cool, and it would be funny if Game Seven of the World Series comes down to some random guy and whether or not he hits a home run. Courtney, I actually think that would be very fascinating. But I, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see Clayton Kershaw tonight. I think it's a really cool gesture for him getting to be the first pitcher for the National League. So I'm I'm buckled up and I'm ready. Courtney, it was fun. I appreciate all of your time. Those of you driving around listening, it is now time for the All Star Game. Listen to baseball the way it's supposed to be, on your radio, not on the television. It's the All-Star Game. This has been Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin. Don't miss them weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.